You're listening to the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Actaus. Each episode, I dig deep into the world of cars with news, reviews, and other random motor talk. From engine cars to EVs, I'm here to entertain you whilst you're nipping through traffic or even whilst you're stuck at home trying to change your exhaust. But warning, I may ramble on about Fiat Pandas. You've been warned. Anyway, engage launch control. It's time for the Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the third series of the Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Actaus. If you're like me and you like car podcasts, then you have come to the right podcast, because not only is this a podcast, I'm joined by somebody who also has a podcast. Count how many times I've just said podcast. It's probably like a million times. It, Hello, yeah, the, Alan. The scorecard is going up. Hi there. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm not bad at all, thanks. So. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yep. I'm Alan Bradley. I am one of the presenters of the Motoring Podcast, and it is just the Motoring Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, um, intro. what is um, the Motoring Podcast all about? Uh, so essentially, we're a bit different from most uh, UK car related podcasts. Yeah. The majority of what we do is news aggregation. Yeah. So uh, we spend our week reading far too many automotive news stories <laughs> and uh, try and summarize the most important ones and the best of them uh, in sort of 40 to 60 minutes normally. Yeah. Um, and that comes out, uh, fingers crossed, on a on a Wednesday morning. Yeah. Well, this morning when I was doing my schoolwork, I did actually listen to the episode from the 17th. And mm. I've, I've been listening as well to some other episodes. I think I actually listened to the Motoring Podcast while wrapping Christmas presents last year, um, out of all things. So that's, that's, that's what worried. I did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's better than people that someone recently was saying on, on Twitter that they were listening to one of... So that most of what we do is the is the, the, the news, but we also do special editions. So we do interviews. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, road tests for want of a better term uh and and anything like that we cover other stuff too but every week is is the sort of core of the show yeah core of yeah. what we do but but when someone that you know uh says on says on twitter that he he'd just been listening to listen to my interview with television's paul cowland yeah uh, in the bath in the bath no clothes on <laughs> there was a little bit of a oh, oh no 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 it, that is not what this podcast is about no wonderful that you listen you're a fantastic supporter but but please i don't need to know that no no um, but it's, it's kind of cool yeah of course all different places not just around the world but also in bath so there we go <laughs> um how did the motoring podcast come about and how long ago was it oh uh it's about five years ago now i think uh really? and wow. yeah yeah, so uh, my co-host and the producer and the guy who actually does all the work, yeah, uh, Andrew Clues. Uh, I say all of the work, some of the work. <laughs> uh, Andrew Clues uh, and I, we disagreed about stuff on Twitter quite a lot. Yeah, uh, he very much tinfoil hatted. I think is is the best description of Andrew. Uh, and so we we. Yeah, so we disagreed on stuff, but we kind of agreed in principle, really. It wasn't yeah. sort of, it wasn't rude disagreement, it was respectful disagreement and no, you're wrong because. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then over time, so we ended up chatting on Twitter, and over time, I'd said, I really would quite like a podcast that just sort of, like most many of the tech ones, yeah, yeah. that just summarizes the news. Yeah. Why doesn't, could someone do this, please? And he independently said, I wouldn't mind a podcast that, that, that started and you know that covers the news and it was like okay maybe we should speak yeah yeah uh well we tried to persuade people who are actually known to do it because we've got no background in any of this yeah other than listen to podcasts like cars yeah, uh, yeah. and so so he so we ended up talking and we did a quick skype call to make sure neither of us had you know any debilitating speech impediments or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> um and, and that 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 you know uh that, that that this might work yeah uh so we had a chat about it and we decided we'd never met in person by the way by this point we really? still hadn't met in person no 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 only ever twitter until that uh <laughs> until that that podcast uh, until that first zoom uh not zoom there first skype call yeah and um and yeah and then we we, we said okay let's record three of them 
Yeah. And we won't tell anyone. And if it's complete and total rubbish, we won't do anything with it. Forget about it. But forever. we'll know we've. Yeah. But we'll know we've tried. That's yeah. the important bit. We'll do three of them. That lets us muck up a couple of times, learn some stuff, uh, just you know, uh, pre-production type stuff. And um, and if it's okay, we'll we'll put them out. And if it's not okay, then uh, then we'll never speak of it ever again. But we'll never have tried. <laughs> yeah. And so we did them, and they were. I mean, now I listen back to them. I, I listened to them a little while ago. I listened to one of them a little while ago, and it's like, whoa, the audio quality sucks. Yeah. Are they actually? Uh, are they actually out there? Stuttery. Are they actually oh, yeah, out there in yeah. the world? They're on yeah. our website for, for for starters. Yeah. Wow. Um, episode zero, one, and two. Uh, wow. those first three but but i beg of you don't don't i might have well, to have a look later zero <laughs> zero but one and two there's very <laughs> there's a massive difference in sort of production quality compared to, to now yeah yeah um and you know now by the way for for people i think uh andrew and uh, guest host rich gooding uh recorded number 383 last night i know that so is amazing to give you an idea that stuff is stuff has yeah. moved on we've, yeah. we've been doing this a little bit um so yeah, that's how it started, uh, and it was a few weeks later. We then sort of sent an email around to to PRs, and some of them said thanks, but no thanks, and some of them yeah. said uh, that's wonderful, get in touch. And many of them we just heard nothing back from because that's what yeah. happens sometimes. It's typical, yeah, yeah. Well, they get a lot of people just trying to pitch and go, yeah, hi, I'm uh, starting something new, yeah, and, uh, starting a YouTube channel. And I want to borrow a Porsche just to have a drive, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, so so we we sort of pitched that, just saying. Boop, we're starting this we're not asking for anything we're starting this uh, and he got invited to a honda event off the back of that yeah uh, and it was at silverson and i'm not far from silverson so so he came down and he stayed and that was the first time we've met yeah yeah we've been doing it for a couple of months yeah wow yeah, yeah. so that's what started and it's been going pretty much weekly ever since we normally take a break over christmas maybe a little break over the yeah, summer because of our course. List of the figures just dip in those periods anyway <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're so nerdy. People don't listen to it. We're a family, you know. It's, it's all about uh, our podcast. Very much a listen on your own podcast. You don't subject your yeah. friends to it. Uh, very, very I don't subject people. my friends to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, what was I going to say? Andrew does quite a lot of editing, by the way. You're probably learning that now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> it's a very different story for me uh i started off i did radio 2016 mm. i was uh 10 turning 11 when i started doing radio a local station and then yeah i know 2019 i think it was the the radio station i was on redshift radio sort of decided right the viewing figures are going down okay we need to do something to sort of you know um reintroduce ourselves to something different so Redshift decided to move on to doing podcasts, and I went along for the journey. I started mm -hmm. the Piston podcast, and this was end of 2019 slash start of 2020, and it's been perfect, really, because if I think back now, I think if I, was, if I was still doing radio, I wouldn't have been able to do it throughout lockdown. There would be no chance. The podcast, no, I, yes, I could. I mean, 2020 has been year of the podcast. Definitely. The, so, yeah. so the first, so uh, for sort of motoring... I, I hate calling myself a journalist because this is this is very much an advanced <laughs> hobby as opposed to to a job. Yeah. Um, then there is a uh, there is normally there wasn't in 2020. Funnily enough, uh, a big uh, a big thing at Bruntingthorpe, organised by the Society of Motor Manufacturing and Traders, and it's a uh, the, their drive it day, and you go and they've got loads of cars, and you can go up and you actually speak to people. Yeah. If you're a sort of little person uh, <laughs> like us, and and the first year I went. Uh, the first year I went and I had a whole load of um, intro sheets and business cards stapled to them explaining what, uh, uh, just explaining what we're about. Yeah. And I swear, I lost count in the number of times I had to explain what a podcast was. <laughs> and then, uh, and then this year, well, last year, really 2020, all of a sudden everybody and their granny is doing a podcast. Yeah, uh, which is great, by the way. We've been trying to encourage it for years because the more people doing it, uh, the more it legitimizes the platform. Yeah, yeah. And people now don't question what a podcast is, partly because we won the Guild of Motoring Writers. Yeah. Uh, um, 
a breakthrough award amazing that really in good. 2018 yeah it was fantastic that yeah, was, that yeah. Was really nice um and that sort of legitimized us uh and then uh, and so people had heard of us and it's a nice thing to have you know we're not yeah just two blokes recording something on a tuesday night uh and uh, and then with the build in in the sort of the, the popularity of podcasts uh uh, about motoring stuff from the uk i mean there's always been loads of american ones yeah very american uh, and they're great you know stuff like the smoking tire and stuff it's brilliant yeah, if yeah. you've got three hours yeah they do tend to always... be quite lengthy yeah i know they're incredibly long and and many of them are sort of like a whole bunch of people sitting around the table with beers yeah. which would be nice <laughs> don't get me wrong it would be lovely and it is fun recording a podcast like that yeah but um but For the it's... listener mm. Yeah, well, it can be a little bit tricky for the listener sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't think I've ever listened to an episode of The Smoking Tire right the way through, and I really enjoy it, yeah, but yeah. I don't think I've ever managed it right the way through. Uh, but that's why we were that 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 sort of we we stood out. We're a bit different there. I mean, even now with the new ones that have come through, we've sort of dropped down the charts because we are far more nerdy, and we're not <laughs> nearly as well known as many of these people. Yeah, uh, many of the folk who who are you know Johnny Smith and um, and uh, uh, sniff petrol uh, richard porter yeah yeah um uh and uh, and folk like that that when we're, we're not as well known as them um, yeah but yeah. we but our numbers have still gone up over the yeah. past last year even though people aren't commuting which has been a massive surprise because i left it for months because i was terrified to look at the numbers mm. um it turns out it's best that you don't i've discovered over the last few years i just don't look anymore don't care yeah. we enjoy it yeah, well, that's all. That's all that's important. If I'm being honest, uh, pre-podcasting for me, I used to hate podcasts. I never used to get them. Uh, I, I just, I just didn't get them at all. I was like, why, why not just listen to the telly or something like that? But uh, when, when I first started podcasting myself, I thought I should probably start listening to some podcasts. So I did, and I start listening to Smith and Sniff, which recently mm-hmm. started at the time. Um, and I've accidentally been listening to Smith and Sniff since the beginning, every single week. Started listening to the Motoring podcast, hosted by yourself and Andrew, and that is, as well is is really good. And various other podcasts. And I've actually become so obsessed. I would choose a podcast over a television program almost all the time. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting the the two that you choose because because Smith and Sniff is complete anathema to what we do. Yeah, I know. Generally, I mean, we're not, you know. You know, and tonight the news type of thing. <laughs> uh, you know, we do sit, we do have a. It is meant to be two mates, two mates talking about it. We the, the whole format that we've taken is completely blagged from the Daily Tech News Show, which I used to listen yeah. to yeah. daily. Uh, I don't so much anymore. Uh, but but yeah, we we took it because we didn't know where we were starting from. We just we just copied stuff. So um, yeah. So copied no, we didn't copy we were inspired <laughs> by and repurposed let's say that magpie so, magpie yeah exactly so we <laughs> repurposed that if you ever listen to one of our road uh, our, our sort of special edition reviews yeah then if you were to hold a, open a copy of autocar magazine beside it you'll might notice that the headings are in the same order <laughs> because originally it was our way of just working our way through what's the checklist what should we what should yeah. we cover uh, and and that's what we did, and and we sort of have kept that same format. Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, the first one wasn't like that. The first one, don't ever listen to the very first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you give me ideas now, but something to do after this, so I might have to go and have a, a cheeky. No, listen. Don't, don't listen. To that. It's not fair on Andrew if you listen to that <laughs> one. To be honest, because he'd written it all out and he basically read read it like a script. Oh, and we, right. Afterwards, afterwards, <laughs> we both went. Mm, yeah, Not sure that quite worked. <laughs> Let's try something different. But but we had no nobody else, to, nobody yeah. else to audio, you know, um, reviews of cars. So we had nothing else to go on. So all we could do was kind of kind of guess, and mostly yeah. it seems to work. People seem yeah, to like yeah. it, and that's that's what matters. Yeah. Well, I try each week, especially when I'm my own. When I'm on my own, I try and do car reviews, but I don't. Most of the time, I don't actually go see the cars. I just talk mm. through the specs and talk about what different magazines have said. And I think that does seem to work. And some people seem to enjoy the the specy side of cars more than how they drive and stuff like that. I think that mm. does work. It's it's a similar thing with us in the news. I mean, we we have you know we do, we are not normally. It, it happens on occasions. Uh, news hounds 
going yeah. out there and hunting down the story. And whilst we get the press releases and can browse through the press releases and on news press and stuff, then uh, it's then we don't tend to go straight from that. We do tend to all, well, we always have a source article that people can go reference yeah, and that's yeah. always in our show notes. Yeah. However, many, how many people read the show notes don't really know, but it's good mm. for the Google yeah. uh, on the site. So, uh, so we do them nonetheless. Uh, and so we've, every time when we cover stories, there's always a link back to the source material that we've, that we've used. Yeah. Right. In a similar kind of way. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to some more questions I have for you. I'm not going to, you know, interview you to hell like some people do. Um, right, picture this. There's a listener that wants to know what the Motoring Podcast is all about, and they're going, what is it? What do you say to them? What is the Motoring Podcast? It is, uh, uh, so it's a, it's a podcast. It's, it's, a, it's a sort of on-demand radio show uh, which aggregates the top motoring news of the week in uh, 40 to 60 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, and are, are there any? Um, so, which episode slash episodes are you most proud of? Are there any that really stands out and you go, "Yeah, I'm proud of that." Oh, there are a couple. Gosh, I wasn't ready for this. That's one. a big question. That one. That's a that's there's three hundred and eighty odd of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's um. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah you've got me with this no there's a few so all the ones that we recover that we recorded for um charging around britain when we took uh, uh hyundai ionic uh, yeah. around the practical extremities of the uk of, of mainland britain in in five days all of those i'm incredibly proud of uh, they were recorded in all sorts of places from hotel rooms to driving through the great glen in in the car so it's mostly me talking that yep. day because andrew was driving uh, <laughs> and uh to to sitting at charging stations unsurprisingly um so those there's like a group of five of them which which are really proud of i really like the yaris grmn launch because yeah, that was good that got, was good got um uh stan peters yeah. Of Toyota. And, and one of the things I like about launch ones is when you can actually speak to an expert. Yeah. Uh, and nobody else interviewed him. I'd met him before, actually, uh, but uh, nobody else interviewed him. And that was nice. We got a nice, uh, unique slant and a bit more insight maybe than any of the any of the big mags. That was yeah, a really yeah. weird launch because it was me and lots of really well-known Motor and <laughs> uh, It's also the only launch I've ever asked if I can go on. Uh, right i'm sure we'll touch on why that was later on oh i'm sure uh let's let's uh sort of finish off talking about the motoring podcast in a minute and then we can talk about yaris's listeners that don't know you <laughs> won't know how obsessed you are with yaris's um but we'll, we'll get on with that in a minute uh in terms of future plans is is there anything exciting to happen with the motoring podcast is is there any no, we're going different? to continue to be as dull as we currently are <laughs> um, i'd well. love to the big challenge we have with the motoring podcast, there's loads of stuff we want to do. I mean, it, yeah. it's been, um, but the biggest challenge we have is time. Yeah. It's not anything else. The biggest challenge we have is time. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Andrew uh, is self-employed, kids, that takes up a lot of time. Yeah. I am, uh, my day job takes up a, a load of time. It's not spent a minute. But it does take up a load of time. There's a lot of traveling when you're not not in the UK and stuff. So yeah. that that causes issues with it. Time is the biggest problem we have. And if we have more time, we have so many plans and so many things we could do. At the yeah. minute, we need to get out of lockdown. We need to be able to sort of get reset again um, yeah. here in the UK and, uh, and and get on with it. So loads of stuff I want to do. Nothing that I'm going to tell people about. Oh, good. I like I like your techniques. Right. Okay. I'm sure we'll come back to the motoring podcast, talking about it a bit later on. But would you like to run through the cars that you have in your driveway? Some people might laugh at this, but would you like to you like to talk through? Uh, well, I have. Uh, where should we start? Uh, so well, let's start. I, uh, uh, in my driveway at the minute is my. It's actually uh, I have current custody of my mother's Toyota Yaris Hybrid. Yeah. 
Let, let's start with the stayed in. <laughs> uh, uh, and then there is also um, not on my driveway. Yeah. There is a Mercedes, a 1991 Mercedes Benz 230E. That's a W124 model. I believe. Uh, the, I believe that was owned by Chris Pollitt, wasn't it? And it was. It was. It's the X Car and Classic Project yeah. car. So you can find uh, YouTube videos about it coming back from having massive fist-sized holes through the, through <laughs> the the um, through the front wings and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, put put back together by by um by chris and by uh, uh rich brunning from mm. bad obsession motorsport and we'll mention him again in just a minute <laughs> uh, and uh and yeah so there's there's videos on that and uh i had said some months ago many months ago uh to chris i said if you ever think you're selling that i really like w124s i yeah. love the color i love the interior um if you're thinking about selling it, can I have first dibs? Yeah. So we did think about selling it, and he did decide to sell it, and he gave me first dibs, <laughs> and we agreed. And then there was this awfully British thing of uh, how, how much? <laughs> uh, and so we 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 yeah, it very much mates rates. Um, I'm not going to say how much. Um, yeah. There is a whole podcast on this surprise, um, <laughs> and uh, and so I've got that too, which is lovely. It's so wafty and lovely yeah. and quiet yeah. and it needs loads of work it's a car of a thousand projects it's exactly why i bought it yeah uh, so also on my drive is uh 2018 uh toyota yaris grmn so lovely. it's one of the 100 right hand drive out of the 400 total uh mm. that they made yeah. uh, and if you don't know what a grmn is then it is a three-door previous generation yaris uh, which has been beefed up and uh, underneath, uh, it has race spec suspension as standard. Yeah. It has forged BBS uh, alloy wheels and a unique design. And most importantly of all, it has a supercharged 1.8 liter yes. engine out of a Lotus, well, uh, engineered by Lotus, uh, out of the Elise and Exige and a Torsen Limited Slip Diff as well. Yeah. I believe it's uh, just over 200 horsepower or something like that, isn't it? Uh, it's about 213, yeah. Wow. In a Yaris. <laughs> In a Yaris. 1,100 kilos. Yeah. Uh, fantastic front seats, uh, which are Toyota Bushoku uh, wrapped in uh, ultra suede. <laughs> uh, you've got to say it like that. It, it, it's like in the contract when you buy yeah, the car. Yeah. Uh, and so <laughs> it's it's that and it's... It's the last, as far as I'm concerned, it's the last analog hot hatch. There are no modes. There's mm. no nothing. It's a little bit, it's one of these weird cars because it's, it's fantastically refined. Yeah. But then if you just push it a little bit further, it becomes incredibly raw and there's, 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 there's stability control, but there's not much else that's ever going to catch you. And there's that limited slip diff. Yeah, yeah. And, but it has such a smooth power curve. Yeah that you don't realize it, its biggest issue is you don't realize you're doing 95 miles an hour when you're in sync. Right. I can, I can understand how that can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and no cruise control to stop you. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, the other thing I did ask about that and they said, well, it wasn't that important. Oh, right. Um, and we ran out of time because it was developed in a remarkably short period of time. Cause of course yeah. it's an engine that was never meant to go in it. Yeah. Uh, they did it on the line. Sorry. I'm going to be really dull about this. They did it on the line <laughs> uh, at Valenciennes in, in France. It's the, the first ever French built Toyota that they re-exported to Japan because yeah. they did two, 200 with a different front, slightly different tuning in some places. Uh, Vitz GRMNs, which they sold in, in Japan. So 600 in total with this engine. They did it on the line and, uh, uh, I couldn't stand. Then they just had room for like two fingers each side of the engine yeah. powertrain unit when they put it in. So it was just just not. It's crazy. It's under the bonnet. You just can't move. Yeah. Um. And to round off the collection of slightly nutty cars, then uh, there is also a. There is also. <laughs> there's also the a, a Mark One Toyota Yaris T Sport. Yeah. Fifty one plate. Amazing, uh, which really amazing. Instead, great little car, fantastic little car. Until I took it to a Mission Motors, the last ever track event at Rockingham, which was run by Mission Motorsport. Yeah, and uh, and I 
had just come back and i'm starting with the excuses now <laughs> i'd just come back from 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 abroad the night before got to the you know landed at the airport at about half past nine ten o'clock driven home arrived yeah. at whatever time and before going out i forgot to check the oil oh, i've heard right. of toyota yaris using oil no well it turns out that once i've done about one hundred and five thousand hard aisles <laughs> they do use a little bit of oil yeah and it also turns out that when you you're at rockingham and you you bump into richard brenning and you you want to go over to just say look thanks very much for being on uh, rear view which is our second podcast which is on hiatus at the minute which yeah. is uh, an interview podcast a little bit like this and um <laughs> you say look thanks for being on it's great you know obviously it's, it's it, you know it got really high numbers because so many people know you from youtube yeah and we ended up chatting and he said oh come on because i want to see this car of yours because it looks kind of cool in pictures and uh he came had a poke and he said uh can i come out as passenger i was like well i'm not very good you know i'm not yeah. a great track driver and he said don't worry i used to be an instructor yeah so a number of laps of obscenities telling me to go faster later i see where this is going yes uh pulled in and that was fine then i went to start it again and there was the uh the rod knock of death oh no. so poor johnny the yaris johnny is called johnny because he was the fifth yaris yeah uh, that i've had <laughs> for various reasons and he, in a couple of cases it's just because it's a handy convenient car i know it's not going to break yeah um so so yeah so so i i killed the engine and the trouble is that he's co-owned with my best mate yeah because i bought it originally as a stopgap car i managed to sell an infinity in 40 minutes wow i must have underpriced it but i didn't care because then it wasn't a problem and then i, I just needed something to tide me over until till yeah. my uh yeah. mx5 arrived i'm just trying to make it clear that i don't just drive toyota yaris's everyone okay <laughs> i've had other cars too they've been great uh, i even had a fiat panda uh really? the yeah 100 hp uh oh, lovely. lovely lovely yeah uh so so yeah, uh, I, I killed it, and then best mate and I were talking. We'd sort of take the engine out to try and get it, take it down to, to some friends of ours, yeah, uh, who who have a fantastic garage in Kettering, and um, we just that it was just at the time when Mighty Car Mods did they had uh, Yaris Hilton and they yeah, put I remember yeah a one point eight liter engine in yeah and they did it wrong they put the wrong engine in to the wrong generation of yaris yeah because you know mate and i we were actually originally met via via yaris club back when it was a, a separate club not just a facebook group and uh we have opinions on these things he yeah. definitely does have opinions on these things <laughs> and it was like well look it's going to cost us a load of money to go find another engine we're not going to know the history of the engine or any of these things so why don't we spend a little more money yeah <laughs> and put in the a uh, 2zz yeah. Uh, so out of the Corolla T Sport and the Celica T Sport, Gen Seven. Yeah, I thought so. Celica T Sport, yeah. the pointy one. Yeah. And uh, so we did some planning. We did some. We did some research. And it's one of those kind of mythical beasts which has been around for a while, and where people have talked about doing it, but very few, very few people ever have. Yeah. So yeah. we thought, we'll do that. We put that to Dave and the guys at Be Cool and Catering. And they were like, yeah, that sounds like an interesting one. And it's you guys. So, so you know, well, yep. there's no risk. And uh, and so so that's what we did. And then uh, over the last, oh, oh, goodness me, 15 months, I think it took <laughs> in the end, um, it's now back and yeah. absolutely barking mad. Still not finished. The, susp the suspension tuning is it's it's corolla yeah, it's 160,000 mile corolla struts at the front yeah and yaris struts and stuff at the back so <laughs> we need to sort that out we need to actually go speak to get yeah. to speak to one of the prs and say well, it's an interesting project uh, <laughs> and uh try and see if we can get some help on that just expertise more than financial yeah and uh it's absolutely crazy so the grmn is 1100 kilos and 213 brake yeah, the 2ZZ engine is 190 brake horsepower standard. Yeah. This one has an aftermarket ECU because getting some Toyota engines and rest of the car to talk to to talk yeah. to each other is very difficult. Uh, so that's what we've done. It means we've got all the security stuff is still there, uh, and so it's 190 standard. It's definitely not standard. 
yeah. no idea what it's putting out, but it's well, uh, it, it's, it's my insurance company listening. Probably not. <laughs> um, it is 200 and quite a few. It's probably a bit more than the GRMN. And wow. it is absolutely bat poo. And it weighs less. Oh, it must I'm do. Guessing. It's got no back yeah. seats. It's got no, yeah, it's yeah. got two racing buckets in the front. It's, uh, it, it it's not stripped on the interior because I got to be usable. You know, yeah. we want to be able to drive it to places and, yeah. and, and back. And, um, it's absolutely crazy. And Beacon have done a fantastic job of it. We've got some bits yeah. and pieces. We want to put, we were going to, we, we were trying it without power steering. Right. But, but it's a tight driveway, and to be honest, shop supermarket car parks are not fun with no power yeah, steering. I know, I know. Even in a little car like that, when it's been designed to have power steering, so we left that as an option. So, so that's going to go in, and then it's, and so's the aircon as well. Yeah, yeah. When the people who've done your engine conversion are the people who do the, um, who do all the maths and the specification for for. Um, uh, for McLaren cooling systems and and climate control systems, then you kind of hope that that they that, that they can still fit aircon to a Yaris. Below <laughs> they can, of course they can. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's my rather Yaris biased driveway. Of course, yeah. I do love Johnny the Yaris. I think he looks great. His black black wheels are they black or grey wheels? No, um, at the works. minute, he, at the minute he's on the standard T Sport ones, but they right. are powder coated anthracite. Uh, the, there are two other sets of wheels because every car has to have three sets of wheels. Yeah, you've got obviously. to have a set of semi. Yeah. I mean, you've got to have a set of semi slicks. <laughs> um, you've got to have a set of summer tires, uh, and you've got to have a set of winter tires. Yeah, that's just normal. And it's currently on the winter tires. On the winter tires, uh, yeah. as much as anything, because of the they're narrower and so it's easier to steer <laughs> at low speeds. That's that's the reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But so a lot on there. Yeah. You said that you owned a Fiat Panda 100 HP. How hmm. does a original Yaris T Sport and an original Panda 100 HP compare? Because I know they're quite similar. I know the Yaris takes the edge in the power department, but how do they actually? How, how do they? How do they compare? They're similar but very different. Yeah, um, the Yaris is the Yaris is actually more refined. Yeah, um, the hundred HP didn't hang around for very long. Uh, it was bought to replace uh, Mazda RX eight, which just refused to, to to be. Unsurprisingly, it was unreliable. Yeah, uh, it, it after the after the obligatory engine swap still under warranty. It uh, it then decided it wasn't going to start all the time, and by the time it did it three times in the one day, one of those times on the forecourt of the master dealership, yeah, uh, yeah. I wore, I I basically went back round on the Sunday morning and, and spoke to the the sales guy who felt incredibly guilty because it's a very good dealership, yeah, and uh, and said like, can I just try that hundred HP? I've always really liked the look of them, yeah. So it was a trade-in against against that. It lasted about three months, and the reason it only lasted about three months uh, with me was because I was scared I was going to kill it, which right. is something I've never felt with a Yaris, believe it or not, having killed one. Um, <laughs> I, I never felt like a Yaris, even when I've been doing long trips, but at the time I was doing silly things like Corby in Northamptonshire, where I live, down to Reading, to Poole in Dorset, up yeah, to Le yeah. Um, and then back down or going back and forth to Derby and things. And it was just the wrong car for doing that. Yeah. You were too upright. It was, it just felt, you know, every time you're sitting on the motorway, it's just too jiggly, especially after yeah. an RX. Oh, they are panda. rock hard, rock hard pandas. It's yeah, so exactly. Stiff. And I just yeah. found it really stressful. And the other thing was with the RX-8, people would get out of your way because they were, oh, sports car, low. Yeah. And, they were, and whereas when they looked and they went, oh, panda. Yeah, it's bullying, isn't there? Stay here. There is a little bit, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, well, the trouble was with that was that it was me trying to do the bullying. Right. <laughs> that right. It wasn't working. I couldn't bully adequately well. No. In a Panda hundred HP, which makes <laughs> me sound like a really aggressive driver. I promise I'm not. <laughs> um, uh, at the time, I I used to actually make try to make more progress than I do these days. Yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I was doing, I was doing a lot of driving that was the wrong sort. If you never went more than a hundred miles at a time, mm. or very rarely went more than a hundred miles at a time, uh, 
it was a fantastic it, the handling was great it was like a go it was almost like yeah. a go-kart yeah um apart from the fact that the steering was lighter i'm a little bit sensitive about light steering at the minute yeah uh, steering was lighter and <laughs> and it was just nice and you could fit loads of stuff in the back and and it was it was cool it could fairly fairly tramp on yeah on long motorway journeys it was too much so i didn't have it that long mostly because i was scared i was gonna break it and ruin it because it was such a nice car yeah yeah i mean you probably already know this but we've got a panda 100 hp and that actually replaced a yaris didn't replace t sports we had a one liter yaris 2004 60,000 miles it had done quite amazing we bought that in 2017 is that all yeah, that is all. That is all. Barely, barely, barely run in. Barely run in. I know. We had a Mini Cooper at the time, 1.6, and it was powerful. You couldn't fault it for that. But it was just, it was just too bouncy, and it was you hit a pothole and it would send you away. And it just, it wasn't a nice car to drive, really. Surprisingly, for a Mini. So we were hmm. like, okay, we, we want to get something a that's more economical, because the Mini did about 32 mpg, uh, and also more comfortable nicer to drive because it'd be my dad's car and he's, he's not a racing driver so we were looking out and i saw a citroen c2 vts i think it was oh right max split, pass max yeah. pass special right? <laughs> split fold tailgate and everything and i really liked it it was red with white stripes my parents were like no it's a citroen it's going to be unreliable which is rich because we have a fiat right now um so my dad then found a Toyota Yaris, and I was like, "Oh no, it's a Yaris! Like it's it's just it's an old lady car," which I know a lot of people say. We got the Yaris. I've heard that it. once or twice in the past. I'm sure yeah. you have. I'm sure you have. We loved it, and it was amazing. You could not fault it at all. It was reliable. It was actually quite nippy, considering it had about 67 horsepower or something. Some, something like that. But you've just got to keep your foot in until you get yeah. past three and a half in the the VVT. Oh, they really my, my first my first was a. 2001 i think y plate y439 aes there you go uh and it was a one liter s so it had nothing i mean this one this one had the optional power steering uh, and silver paint yeah um and no rds radio no central locking nothing like that basic Um, and i did ridiculous miles in that and that was my first car and the choice had been between that or importing a smart which were only left-hand drive at the time yeah uh, and weren't sold in the uk and that's what the choice had been. And the winner for me was the was the um, uh, the the arcade game style style uh, instrument pod, mm. which I still love. Um, and then, yeah, I replaced that with a diesel, which then got written off. So right. I replaced it with another one, another diesel, and then I replaced that with a Zuzu Veracross. So I went from sixty <laughs> miles per gallon to under twenty. Right. <laughs> I was doing practically no miles at, at that job. Yeah. Uh, and so immediately I then left that job and was doing 35,000 miles a year. Yeah. Uh, and once I'd saved up enough to have two cars, I kept the Veracross and I then bought a 1.3 SR W plate. Nice, nice, nice. And then that got traded in for the RX-8. So how many are at? We're at four now, aren't we? It got traded <laughs> in for the RX-8. RX-8 got traded in for the Panda. Panda got traded in for, the, for an MX-5, which got traded in for an Infiniti G37. Yeah, which got treat still got the Veracross at this point, and the G thirty seven. It it got sold. It didn't get traded in. That's how I ended up with Johnny the Yaris. Yeah, until the first because I had one of the very first NDMX fives. Yeah, current oh, nice. gen, one of the very yeah, first we, customer cars. We had one uh, and an AMX five, and it was lovely, really lovely. Another car that I miss massively, massively. So, so we bought. So we borrowed a Fiat Panda 100 HP because I wanted to write an article mm. living with a Panda 100 HP on Drive Tribe. And Asa Thorpe, you might know him. He's got yeah, four yeah, yeah, Panda. Yeah, he's a really yeah, nice guy. He yeah. is nice, yeah. He basically said, out of the blue, you can you can borrow Beep, his Black Panda 100 HP. And we did. We had it for about three days. Um, and basically, I managed to convince my parents to buy one within two days. So friday evening my parents were like no it's a panda never own a panda it's a fiat as well it's just going to go wrong saturday we collected it this is a nice car sunday we bought one it was that quick that was that fast That's that quite quick impressive. and then it sort of hit us that oh no the aris is going to have to go because we have, we have a renault scenic as well and that would have to stay because our bigger car and the panda would stay as well because we just got it so lockdown we couldn't sell the aris timmy the toyota um, so it, it got to July time. 
I, I'd like to point out, by the way, I generally don't name my cars, but <laughs> a friend's wife does name cars and then inflicts them on mine. So yeah. I had to think of something really quickly to stop it being Yoda the Yaris or something stupid. Hence Johnny, Johnny is, the yeah, Yaris. Yeah, right? yeah. So that, that's Yoda the only cool. car that I've had that's named. No, that would still be a rubbish. Yo, Yoda the Yaris. That's cool. Rubbish. So rubbish. July came along and we were like, okay, lockdown's being lifted. It's time to sell the Yaris. So we put it up on Facebook Marketplace first to avoid fees and stuff like that, just to give mm. it a go. Within an hour, could we come and see it? People came round and took it. It was it was that quick. No, actually, they bought it and then came to get it the next day. So on the yeah, day that so they come to collect it, I thought, right, I'm going to film a YouTube video. So I filmed a YouTube review on that and it's done really well. And I thought, yeah, that's it. The Aris is gone. Didn't think much of it, really. It's a shame, obviously, that it has to go. Now I find myself really, really missing it. Just, it's, it was lovely. Really lovely. They're just nice wee cars. They've ended up being the default in our family, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but hence mum's got one because she decided that after five RAV4s, they were a bit big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, because she doesn't, doesn't need a bigger car. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we, yeah, we have another sort of family one in France. My sister's had two, and, yeah, and yeah. it's just like the the default vehicle, really. Uh, yeah, my my parents only really buy Toyota or BMW. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're what just lazy. choices? Yeah. Not easy. It's just that they've got decent dealers for both, and that that's it's easy. You just walk in and they go, oh hello. Yeah. Yeah. And hello again. Name yeah. And stuff. Yeah. 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 So I I don't think my Yaris days are over. I can see myself. <laughs> with a Yaris again one day, one day, maybe a T-Sport, I don't know. They're a great first car. Johnny Yaris had been the previous owner. It was their first car. And actually yeah. they traded it. They had bought a mini right. uh, Cooper S to replace it. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite a big jump, mm -hmm. isn't it? In terms of ride and everything. Yes. It's, it's a lot more focused. Definitely. But yeah, I think. Yeah. I'm yeah. It's Yaris. a real downgrade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, downgrade. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. So, right, what do you like? Why do you like the Toyota Yaris so much? What is it for you? Um, wow, uh, it's. Do you know what? It just, it just doesn't break, and I just know it's comfortable and quick. It's, it's they've been bought through convenience, really. Yeah. And then, apart from the GRMN, because that was a real, I want that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, so sorry, that was a rubbish answer. I'm so sorry. It was very quick, but that's good. Um, where did the Yaris passion begin? Like, what made you even think of Yaris's? Uh, do you remember what I said about there being a good dealer? Yeah, that that was it. Was that, that the only how reason? It, that's how it came about. So uh, my my parents bought me that as my first car. Yeah. Um. So, but you know, I'd been sort of there was a what do you think, and I, I'd liked the idea of it. I love the fact it was. Yeah. The, first toyota was engineered for europe um i like the i like the slidey back seats i like the sim oh they were lovely the instruments yeah. in the middle uh it was just that kind of funky slightly different design stuff and my background is product design yeah, uh, yeah and engineering so so that kind of that kind of silly thing uh that just mm. just just the cool details yeah yeah i think the interior of the aris is very misleading because it's it when you sat inside a Mark One Yaris, especially, they seem a lot wider than they are, mm. and because you sit quite low, they, they they seem quite airy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's it with the central pinnacle, and I, I think that's something that's actually been lost over the years. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think the the newer one. I haven't driven. I haven't driven a non GR version of, of the current <laughs> Yaris, if you can count the GR as a Yaris, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's some of those really funky details. I think have been lost from from the Mark One. Yeah, definitely. It's a shame, really. I think mm. a lot of modern car designers need to sort of go back a bit because they're going so advanced that it's actually more of a downgrade. I think. If you want more on that, then do listen to my one on the my my podcast on the W124 because yeah. buying that has reminded me of a lot of stuff, which I think has been forgotten about and lost in modern cars stuff like an airy spacious interior just yeah, minimal yeah. Num no more buttons than you need and it's a different type of luxury it's not spangly flashy lights and yeah and, and and great big screens it's hey when i press this i can really feel where the money's gone uh, yeah. into this into this button for pneumatically lowering the rear headrests <laughs> which works after 32 years yeah you know, and two of those in a field uh, yeah. it's incredible it so, so yes i agree completely i think stuff has 
been forgotten. I mean, people get into it Mark one and go, oh, there's hard plastics, as if everybody drives yeah, around. But I know, oh, exactly. I can't stand it. it I, some car reviewers, I'm not going to go into details of who, but <laughs> a lot of them, you, you can probably, you, you probably know, but these car journalists that go around scratching plastics, complaining, nobody does that. Nobody does that. It's, yeah, uh, but, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have. It's annoying. Uh, yes. Yes, I, I, I have met many who do that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Quite I know. vocal in my, my opposition <laughs> to that, yeah. Of course. Now, the GR Yaris, okay, we have to talk about this. I've done a podcast already, so if you're a Piston Podcast listener listener, and you want to find out more, then you can listen to my podcast, and you can listen to Alan's podcast. I know you've done some GR Yaris stuff. What's I, your opinion on it overall? What's your opinion? An hour and a quarter on it. Yeah. How nerdy is that? <laughs> um. I'm really conflicted. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I'm really conflicted. I think that I was... So, the expletives, the positive expletives that were flying around at the launch from loads of other people, Yeah, I I was like, it's really good. I really like it. Um, mm. It's it's good. I, 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 you know, really positive. And everybody's like, this is the best thing in the yeah. world. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and I decided... It's because I'm spoiled rotten by having its but by having its sort of predecessor. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Um yeah. if the world if I if I was in a position where I could keep the GRMN and have yeah. a GR, then then I probably would. Yep. Especially the especially the deals on them, oh, um, then I, then I I probably would do. I, I'm not in that position, and I like what I have too much, which is why I yeah. bought That's it. Fair enough. Really, yeah. the only upgrades I would be going for are the adaptive cruise control and yeah. the CarPlay, neither of which are a good reason to spend seventeen thousand pounds no. upgrading your car. No. Uh, so, but it's it's as good as everyone says it is. It really is. Um, I, I will try and get hold of one later in the year for a week yeah uh, the uh it's it's as good as folks say it is i'm the one thing that would put me off buying one now is that there's an awful lot of mm. a, a lot of a, a lot of them around on youtube i know i know it's a shame real and, shame uh, and i get I, i'm so contrarian that that really puts me off so even on the launch day when i was being told you know and so and so so and so got the name down for one, and, and a couple of not the ones that everybody's thinking of, probably. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, it's going to be a bit common, isn't it? Yeah. And um, whereas what I've got at the minute, it's one of a hundred. Oh, I know. A number on the top of the supercharger. <laughs> you don't get that on the GR. I know. I think. And so, I'm I'm the exact same. I'm the exact the, same. Let's not. Let's you know. Let's not muck around here the gr is a better car it is a far better car all round yeah i just don't think it's as special as what i've got no. but it's still more special than most modern cars out there yeah almost yeah. all modern car oh, almost all affordable modern cars out there yeah when the new gr yaris was announced and when it first came out onto the roads i think it was october time was it i was amazed yeah, i was really really liked it and i was like yeah this is this is a really good car possibly my my favorite car ever but then you know the likes of shmi 150 and all of them started to you get said them. that not me yeah <laughs> and um yeah it, everybody just started overhyping them i think and it's it sort of loses their magic a bit it, it wasn't shmi because shmi was really quite early on yeah um, He's at least tried to do something different with the Castro wrap, although I think yeah. it's a little bit lacking in punch for yeah. me. I, I would want a bit more green and red in there. Yeah. Uh, but it's some of the others, um, actually. Yeah. Um, the uh, yes, yes, yeah. uh, and seeing them, seeing them doing doing drag races and stuff, and it's like that ah, is not yeah. what this car is for. I know that annoys me. Yeah. That just the, the whole drag race thing just annoys me anyway. It's, it's well, but fantastic numbers of views. I'm of very course. jealous of the numbers of views. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let's just yeah. say a certain car YouTube channel with a fair few million subscribers is currently doing a drag race. A drag race with their, I think, two Land Rovers, Mercedes G wagon. It's like what? That's not what they're for, is it? They're not drag race cars. 
No. It's just it's oh, purely well, for going to close soon. We'll, 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 oh, we'll. I know, I know, I know. Which is a great go. shame, but on the other hand, it should mean fewer drag race videos. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think we should slowly bring this podcast to an end. Alan, it's been a pleasure to talk to you about Yaris's and the motoring podcast and everything. Same here. Uh, hopefully, we can speak again soon. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Maybe I when you absolutely love that. When you've had a week with the GR Yaris, it'd be it'd be good to speak to you and see what you think after a week with it and uh, maybe yeah I, I, maybe you're it's always different or... when, yeah it's always different when you drive them on your own uh yeah. on, on roads that you know as, as well which is the other part of that yeah of course now would you like to plug your social media first of all yes <laughs> <laughs> uh you can find out more about the motoring podcast uh at motoringpodcast.com yeah uh on twitter and instagram at at motoring podcast uh and facebook as well but there's not much goes on on facebook to be perfectly no, honest no. Uh, if you want to follow me uh myself personally uh then you can do that it's at ajp bradley that's b-r-a-d-l-e-y on twitter and instagram yeah not much on instagram no no i agree with facebook facebook is a bit of a mess really i find the groups are good the groups are good the owners clubs and stuff but other than that i'm a twitter um, person. it's fine if you're gonna pay if yeah. you're gonna pay to, to to share your content you you can i mean we yeah yeah the, the difference in engagement that we get between twitter and facebook is just yeah massive. yeah of course and for the listeners that are interested in me i don't know why you would but there we go you can follow me on social media at daniel cars 05 and you can follow the piston podcast on twitter at piston podcast and do subscribe to the podcast or follow the podcast, whatever platform you're on. And do the same for the Motoring Podcast as well. Subscribe, follow, listen, because it helps a lot. And become a Patreon as well of the Motoring Podcast. We have one thing, we're not on Spotify. Are you not? For various reasons to do with uh, the fact that that, and, uh, Andrew and I have strong beliefs about um, sort of data governance and stuff. We're not on yeah. Spotify. We are on Apple, YouTube, or, or you can just stream it from our website. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Have a listen, listener. Alan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been lovely to talk to you. Absolute pleasure, Dan. Thanks very much. No problem. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Piston Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Just before you go, remember you can follow me on social media at DanielCarzo5 and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Piston Podcast. See you next time for more interesting car chats.